With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We are happy to join you today. I'm George Reister. He is Dan Beyer. We're filling in for Jason Smith on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. You can tweet us at Fox Sports Radio or reach Dan at Dan Beyer on Fox. And I am at George Reister. And we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15% Well, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Dabo Sweeney is pocket watching 
college football players. And it reminds me, Dan, of something that my that my dad used to tell me. Never in life count another man's money. And that's exactly what Dabo Sweeney is doing because the the players in the Pac-12, Big Ten, and the Mountain West are saying, we want our coins. We are tired of this. We want our name, image, and likeness. Pac-12 wants part of the revenue. And Dabo's saying, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, let's tie it to graduation. And I think that this is completely bogus. And he's counting other people's money that doesn't even affect his, and it is wrong. When when you think of the 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 revenues in college football, football, we know how enormous they are, George. My question or my issue is: Aren't the guys who are going to make their money off of name, image, and likeness more than likely not going to be sticking around for graduation? At, at least in in that school year, maybe they'll be able to graduate in three years. Maybe they'll be able to to be done and get a piece of it. But like when when I hear Dabo say, you know, like I want it to tie into graduation, I think that does give a little bit of motivation to you know the, the guys to to graduate. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, but it's not the about school motivation doesn't wait. All. Yeah, but yeah, so, but the school doesn't wait to start making money off of them until they graduate. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. I, I just, you know, with what about, what about the scholarship, you know, with, with everything that, that, that a player, you know, receives for a scholarship. And I'm not saying that that is sufficient compared to the money that, or that is appropriate compared to the money. But for, for what Dabo is saying is, you know, you're also then getting an extra part to be able to go through your classes and be able to to leave with a diploma in addition to everything that you also had okay. taken care of I, explain during this your to me. four years. Explain this to me. I, mm-hmm. I the the scholarship has value, it does. The problem is this. Like I said earlier, players not being able to trade on their name, image, and likeness actually causes them economic injury. Because they have an opportunity to generate money while they are in college that is separate from the university. They could have a YouTube channel like uh, Michael. I think his name is Michael Delahaye at University of Central Florida, the kicker who had it in high school. They said either you demonetize your your YouTube account or you are ineligible. They could start podcasts, build robots. All of these things and Dabo Sweeney's against it. Of it, it blows my mind that the man on a ten-year, ninety-three million-dollar contract said these words. Dan, we try to teach our guys use football to create the opportunities, take advantage of the platform and the brand and the marketing you have available to you. Okay, sounds like name, image, and likeness to me. But here it goes. But as far as paying the players professionalizing college athletics, that's where you lose me. I'll go do something else because that's because there's enough entitlement in this world as it is. Uh, Dan, how ridiculous is that? Saying I'll go do something else. He ain't going to go do nothing else. He's on a 10 year, $93 million contract. Cut the crap Dabo. And I'm, and I like Dabo, but that's bogus. 
I also think Dabo has had probably one of the worst off seasons that we've seen in a while, but it's just because of everything that is going on and some of his comments of what has been going on are the reasons why I think he's had one of the worst off seasons that we've, that we've had during this, uh, during this pandemic, but I will give him credit for at least, you know, and, and he's, he, he said that he's, he's always been for giving, you know, a lump sum as long as it's, it, it's, tied to it so it's not totally why should there be a cap on it like why should there be any cap on what the players can can make there isn't a cap on how much Dabo Sweeney can make and and the the problem I see with this is so Dabo was a college football player at Alabama he came from like he was poor his mother lived with him in his dorm or wherever his apartment, wherever he lived when he was at Alabama for a while. He would did not come for money and players. Well, former players in his situation and older people, sometimes it is hard for them to wrap their mind around the fact that the world has changed and players wanting a piece of the pie feels like entitlement to them. When in in just logically, the people and in, in logically and in sports, especially in entertainment, whether it's sports, music or mm-hmm. uh, movies, the people who generate the rev- the revenue in terms of the box office names, they make the highest salaries. And, D- and Dabble is just like, no, 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 no. D- this is college athletics. We don't care if you can make money now. You can't, though. You are supposed to forego some of your most popular years for those who won't go to the pros for uh, because we want to keep control of this. Nah, nah. I think that there is something to what you said about about who Dabo is and how Dabo grew up and when Dabo grew up because there's a part George I'm a couple of years older than you but it it is the way it, it, because I, I'll even talk to people about this you, you, you know today about how the generation that is 20 years younger than me or 15 years younger than me to me is it, it is just completely foreign to the world that I grew up in. And I think that probably the world that I grew up in was more similar to Dabo's where, you know what you do? You you work, whether it be working on your degree or working in the factory or working, you know, straight out of high school. However it is, you work, you pay your dues, you move up, you move up. And as you get older, you know, you, you get to improve and you get more money or you get more things. But you're always paying your dues. And I think that that mindset is a part of this. Because and, and, and whether it's right or wrong, it, it just it doesn't like I never would have thought when I was 21 years old and we didn't have the technology, but to be able to think like, wow, I should go and go on the Internet and start my own video channel. And then I should be able to, you know, I could do make funny stuff and people would laugh and end up paying me like that would ne- like there was no you know what it was, George, it was OK, I got to go and get an internship and then I got to go get a job and work for dirt cheap you know, take all of my lumps. And then hopefully after like a couple of years, then I'll be promoted and I won't have to take as many lumps. And then I'll have to do that. I think that there is something to what you're saying. I'm not giving him an excuse, but I just think of like how it is viewed and how this, you know, world is viewed that I think that's a part of it. I I, I really do. I, I would, I would agree with that. And I do think that there is something 
to be said about paying your dues. And I do think that there are people, especially of the younger generation, who don't feel like that they should have to pay dues, that there is some entitlement. But when you are out there sacrificing as a college player, you are paying your your dues. And if you uh, start something, if you come up with a great idea, if you are Mark Zuckerberg who dropped out of Harvard because you had a great idea, you did not pay your dues. He paid his dues. He he started a company. Nobody believed in it. Uh, he had to find funding, went through hard things. He paid his dues to get to be the billionaire that he is and to make Facebook what it is now. Some people just just think that that paying your dues looks like you going to go get coffee and, and getting and getting dumped on by a boss. I know it, I, it's different nowadays. The world is changing and we all, even though change is uncomfortable, we have to embrace it because you either have to get with it or get run over. There's no change. There's no other option. Uh, it's I, I laugh because it's true. Like I, I'm, I'm laughing because yeah, that's the, that's what we think it is. That's why I think like Dabo is, and that's why that's why I think where where he looks at the graduation, and I guess even in my case, if I'm defending him, George is, is still it's that frame of mind of like, all right, here's a reward for your hard work. You know, like they like like that's how it's viewed, and and that's I, I guess maybe in a subconscious way of how I look at it, and why I think that's the way that that Dabble looks at it. I've always been all for name, image, and likeness. I also know, and, and and you and I had different experiences at college because you were an athlete and I weren't, and I would look at your experience and just generalize it and say, well, geez, George probably got a lot more advantages at college than I did, uh, you know, because he you know had a scholarship, he was able to do this and that, and so I think it's tough for people to also relate to the world of a college athlete because there are so few of them around. And I think that's that's what one of these issues are of of we can maybe relate to working at a job or when you're 18 or going out of college and just trying to find a job in whatever field. But I think it's also difficult to uh, relate to the college athlete experience. Yeah. And maybe that's why you're seeing a different, you know. Yeah. And because that's where people will will tell you, oh, there's a. I would give my right arm to be where you are right now. I get it, but you can't do it. I mean, the sorry. I mean, I, I know it sounds blunt, mm-hmm. but there's only so many people who are elite athletes. It comes from a combination of yes, there is some, uh, there's some being born on being born with some God-given gifts and abilities. But then on top of that, you have to nurture that. You have to sacrifice. You have to work hard. You have to play hurt. Like there's a lot that you give up that people just think that you just show up and this happens and they don't understand the sacrifice it took and the hard work it took to get where you are. And there's an element, I believe, of of jealousy with some people because they 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 have their student they have their student loans which are very expensive like they I do not want to minimize that in any way shape form or fashion because it is hard when you finish school with a bunch of debt I do I understand it but at the same time you can't hate the person who 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 was given a a head start by something physically 
because there are other people who weren't and they go to they get scholarships from academics, well, piano, all these other ways. So there are opportunities sure. beyond sports. Well, it's a very, very good point that, you know, it's not just an athlete versus non-athlete, that there are other that there are other ways where people get full rides to school or don't have to pay for their education. The other thing that I was going to bring up is what would happen if you missed class at Oregon? Like, you know, just didn't show up to class. You get a 630 is what you get. That means that you have to show up at 630 in the morning and you're either rolling or running stairs. That's what you have to do if you miss your time. It is just like, and people just think, oh, yeah, yeah, it's whatever. No, it is not at all. And it is important that we, you know, recognize that and all of that as well. But we are going to get to, we have um, a guest and friend of the show come, coming in, Rex Hoggart, who is going to talk to us about the PGA Championship and what's going on in golf right now. In just a second. And AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. With their same day pickup, you can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in store or curbside. If you have a job that can wait until tomorrow, AutoZone offers free next day delivery on orders of $35 or more. Just order by 10 p.m. at AutoZone. Free next day delivery is available on over a hundred thousand parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's 
true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for both Jason and Mike tonight. Two rounds in the books at the PGA Championship at TPC Harding Park to join us to talk about the action that's gone on over the last two days, over 36 holes. You can read them on GolfChannel.com and find them on Twitter at RexHoggardGC. And heck, you can even see him on the Golf Channel. Rex Hoggard joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Rex, how are you doing tonight? Evening. How are you guys doing? We are doing all right. Is uh, Ho Tong Lee still on the driving range, or do we know if he is it done and uh, call it quits for the day? <laughs> I think it was dark and cold, and it might have been raining when I left. So no, he was not on the range. Shocking. <laughs> you know- uh, it, it, it was, and it was a great action to see today, and, and I think so many people are just brought in because it, it has been the first major that we've seen in more than a year. I want to start out, though, like big picture-wise, because obviously no fans there. We know the PGA Tour has been going on for about a month and a half, so maybe for, you know, for guys like you, it's a little bit becoming a little normal, but I would have to expect that a, a media-type setup at a major championship where I've been to a bunch, and, and, and the amount of fans, how different does this feel under these COVID-19 restrictions? How different does the PGA Championship field, uh, feel as a member of the media? Uh, dramatically different. It feels different for the players, I mean, without the fans, and certainly 
for us, just the way we have to go about our business. Our job changes dramatically, and I'm sure it's that way in every other sport that's trying to come back in the middle of, of a pandemic. But it's it's a much smaller footprint. I, I think there's only about 25 of us here this week. The way we have to do interviews is you're about 20 feet away, and you're wearing a mask, and you don't really we don't have access to, to inside the bubble, so to speak. So mm-hmm. you, you can't really get access to players, you know, like you normally would. And, and really, you're kind of watching, you know, from the outside. And probably the strangest thing was on you know Thursday morning when Tiger tees off. I mean, when his name gets announced as a rule, you just wait for the applause, you wait for the cheers, and there was nothing. And then even more strange, he makes a birdie on his first hole, number ten, and there's still no, you know, no cheers. And yeah, I mean, this is actually my seventh event I've been back to, and I would have thought I'd been used to it, but I think just the idea that it's a major championship, it's dramatically different. Isn't that a a big deal for the people playing in the group with Tiger Woods and some of the people who see, I mean, because he's followed around more than any other golfer and it has to have some impact on him and on the rest of the field as well. I mean, when it comes to Tiger's group specifically, it's probably easier on the guys that are playing with him because you're not waiting for the circus around you. Because, I mean, playing with Tiger Woods is always stressful because, you know, people are moving and there's so much going on and you're kind of in this bubble. That that being said, I mean, the interesting thing, and Rory probably has said it best, really the last couple of weeks, and I think he is not, I know he's not the only player that's dealt with this, and it's just hard to focus when you're out there and you don't have the cheers and you don't have thousands of people framing fairways and you don't have that sort of jolt when something good happens or, you know, when something bad happens, you know, you can hear the crowd sort of gasp all together. I mean, that, that does something as well. And it not being there, uh, players have talked about it quite a bit. Rory, uh, Paul Casey spoke with me yesterday about it, how it's difficult to try to get into some sort of rhythm when you don't have what has always been. And, and look, by and large, every single one of these guys wants the fans to come back. Rex Hoggard of the Golf Channel joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon tonight. So what, what was it just Tiger's putter today? Was, was that the issue? What did he have to say after the round? Uh, the putter certainly did not cooperate. cooperate. Uh, and it gives you an idea of how bad it was. I think yesterday he, he made 126 feet of putts. And through eight holes today, he had made a grand total of eight feet of putts. And it just it, it's very, very aggravating when he's in that situation. And if you look at his round statistically, I think he hit the ball just as well as he did yesterday. He could have shot something on the par if he could have just made any putts. And he had some looks at it. I mean, look, it's a major championship venue, and you're going to make some mistakes, and you're going to have to scramble for par sometime. But he actually hit the ball very, very well. I'm curious what's going to happen. It was pretty well documented. He put a new putter into play this week. And normally he'll give those things a little bit of a leash. You know, he'll, he'll let those things kind of play out before he goes back to. He has his regular gamer putter with him. He's made that perfectly clear. I don't know this being the only major of the season. Now, there will be majors after the Tour Championship, obviously the U.S. Open and the Masters. But this will be the only major played this season. Uh, I don't know if he, uh, if he changes. I'd be curious what he shows up with tomorrow when he gets to the golf course. Um, we have people have forecasted. Oh, who's golf's next big superstar? Is it going to be Dustin Johnson, Jordan Speed, and Rory Matt McElroy? And none of those guys have really taken the mantle from Tiger Woods as being the biggest draw. And I, the, my favorite golfer to watch right now is Brooks Kapka, and I think that he is the next superstar in the making. Do you agree with me there? 
I do, just because of what he's been able to do in the major championships. It's absolutely amazing. And, like, I don't want to take anything away from his record, what he's been able to accomplish in other tour events. But when you consider that he can become just the second person ever to win three consecutive PGA championships, and I think just the seventh person to win three consecutive majors, and this is his second opportunity at it. Had he won the U.S. Open, which he was very, very close, finished runner-up last year, that would have been three consecutive U.S. Opens. That puts him in a category that Tiger Woods isn't even in. The only people who are in that category are dead. So when you're competing against Ghost, you know you're doing something very, very good. And he's a very compelling figure, and he sort of has a swagger about him. And you love the way he sort of engages with Bryson DeChambeau, where those two sort of have this rivalry going on. And, and Bryson, I mean, Brooks just kind of dismisses him with a wave of a hand. You expect him to put him in a headlock and give him a noogie. It's, it's fun. I, I think he's a very entertaining person. I would definitely call him a superstar already. Rex Hogger joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. The Rory McIlroy situation, and George and I were talking earlier, so today you had Justin Thomas hit a tree like 50 yards off the tee. You had Ricky Fowler whiffing the putt. But the Rory McIlroy situation, and, and I rewound, I, 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 was, I, I went back to look to see if I missed something, but the what happened with the drop? And I know you have a piece on golfchannel.com about it, but essentially Rory just said uh, this drop is actually too good. Can you fill us in on actually what went down today? It's pretty amazing, yeah. I mean, and I've covered golf for over 20 years now, so I've seen this a lot where we call penalties on ourselves and sort of the nature of the game. I have never seen something like this before where Rory needed help finding the ball because there's no crowd in the roughest stick, so you're ending up with players having to spend a little bit more time looking for golf balls. We've all been there, probably. by the way, Rex. Right? I should say, like, we oh, yeah, can relate like, to that, yeah. So essentially, you know, it's, it's what you and I face on Sunday morning when we go out and play with our buddies. And so someone actually stepped on his golf ball. Under the rules of golf, he's allowed to get relief, which means he can sort of redrop it. And when he redropped it, he realized that he put it, it fell just by the luck of it. It fell into a very good lie. And in his mind, he realized that, look, I did not have – it would not have been that good of a lie because I wouldn't need all these people to help me search if it would have been that good of a lie. So he kind of thought about it for a little while, and he redropped into something closer that he felt like. Because the rule does say you need to redrop into something similar to what it – was originally in. It, again, it's the rules of golf, and I know if Rory's probably listening to this, he'd roll his eyes thinking that's like congratulating the bank robber for not robbing the bank. <laughs> but this one this one is a little surprising to me, only because it, I've never seen it happen before in 20-plus years covering the game. It was, it was pretty special, actually, in my mind. How about what happened with, with Ricky Fowler and him missing that tap in and then having to take a stroke penalty? He didn't touch the ball. Why do you have to take a stroke penalty? Uh, he actually did touch the ball. I mean, after the round, he said he actually touched oh. the ball. So, it, it, yeah, in his mind, so you have to take the, the penalty there. And as far as, I mean, you said you, we got, we have a hard time finding the ball in the rough when we play. I've done that plenty of times where I've just stabbed the putter into the ground. So it's good to see that them struggling with the same things we do, I guess. With, with, with that, <laughs> with Rex, with that, if he did whiff, that, it's still a stroke, though, right, on an attendant for, for a putt? If you intended to hit the ball and you missed, yeah. I, yeah. I tried to explain that to my son every time we play golf. Yes, if you intend to hit the ball and you're so bad you missed, that's still a stroke. <laughs> and that, you know, that's that crazy. Is... It's, you know, like, like we saw what Kevin Nye had the yips years ago. You know, and he would do like do, do the full swing off the tee, and you know, just 
saying that there was no intent to hit it. And I know that there's different rules on if you're practicing and this and that. But, I mean, it's going to cost Ricky Fowler the weekend. And, and, and that's what was truly amazing just to see it. Uh, was, was he just off balance or was it just a straight whiff? It was a little bit of an awkward, if you kind of looked, he sort of had to step in. He had both sure. hands on the putter. And I've seen this before when guys just kind of try to one-hand swipe it and it gets away from him. But, no, he had two hands on the putter. and I, he, The way he explained it was kind of interesting. And if you think about it, he was kind of reaching in so the heel of the putter or the, I guess the, you know, the toe of the putter was off the ground and it just allowed the heel to dig in. So what he did is just essentially just hit it into the ground. And, uh, and the joke was he only had like an inch. I mean, it was like a one-inch putt just to sort of wrap it in. And he kind of turned to us and just kind of half-jokingly, full-jokingly said uh, he was going for the good lag putt is what he was trying to get to. <laughs> Very well done. Oh, man. Great stuff. Rex. Yeah, Rex Rex Hoggard, golf writer at golfchannel.com. You can find him on Twitter at Rex Hoggard GC. Spun us around the PGA Championship. Thanks for joining us, Rex. Appreciate it. You guys have a great night. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There is supposed to be Mm. football on now, Dan. They're supposed to be football. The Hall of Fame game was supposed to be played. And it was a situation where if a tree falls in the forest (laughs) and nobody's there to see it, did it really happen? No, that is not the case. In fact, George, I was there. I was sitting there on Wednesday and I'm like, okay, all right, tomorrow I'm going to tweet out. Tonight would have been the Hall of Fame game to kick off the NFL preseason. And then when I you woke were the up, only person who missed it, uh, me and Andrew Siciliano of the NFL Network. And obviously, you know, he's going to know that it's the Hall of Fame game. But that's what surprised me the most about it, George, was nobody else was really talking about how this could have been the start of the NFL preseason. And I know that like, it shows you how crazy everything is going on in the world John Middlecoff talked about it uh, when we spoke with him a couple of hours ago, which you can catch on the podcast, by the way, at FoxSportsRadio.com, with golf going on, with uh, the NBA and, you know, Major League Baseball still new. There was enough to distract us because – but usually the Hall of Fame game gets us kind of in the, you know, in the dog days of summer where, you know, baseball has just come out of the All-Star game you know, September's on the horizon, but you're, you're, you're used to that. The NBA is done. Summer League's over with. And you're just kind of in this early August, you know, part. You just you want football because it seems like it's been so long since you had it. And that's why I love the Hall of Fame game because you get to see the graphics. You get to see the uniforms. You may not get to see the players, but it is, it is a sign that the football season is near. And that's why I always have loved the Hall of Fame game. I may... 
only watch five minutes of it. I mean, like truly, it may only be five minutes, but the point of just having the game is such a to me of like the start of football season. It's the you know maybe it's like the first frost when it comes into autumn. I you know or you know that winter's going to be here, but that's why I miss the Hall of Fame game, and I realize I feel that bad for you. Everybody hates preseason football so much that nobody even cared that last night was supposed to be the night the preseason was supposed to start. It's amazing. Dude, the, the Hall of Fame game is similar to when, uh, what was it, Colorado State played Hawaii or something in a week zero college football game in Australia or Cal hey. played out there. Like, nobody cared. It's a it's a nothing game. It's a throwaway game. And George. it is probably actually a week four preseason game where none of the players who are actually going to make the team except maybe one or two are actually playing in the game is better than the Hall of Fame game. I'm going to break down the stages of the NFL offseason that we are normally used to, okay? Like, I like I don't think that spring football is a good idea. I, and I'm talking about professionals. So, I, I, don't, I didn't care about the XFL. I didn't watch one game. I didn't watch any of the Alliance the year before. Did not care about any of that stuff. Because usually by the Super Bowl... I've had my fill. But what ends up happening in your stages of, of football grief is that you get the combine going, you know, in late February and early March. You know, like, all right, okay, it's starting to get me in draft mode. Then you have free agency. And then you have the draft in April. And then all of a sudden, guess what? In mid-May, you're like, man, mid to May, late May, we're like, we're halfway there. Like, we're halfway between the Super Bowl and the start of training camps and the Hall of Fame game. And then you go through the summer, maybe go on some summer vacations. Once the NBA's done and, and, and the golf majors are done and hockey's done, all you have is to focus on baseball. And as I said, the dog days of summer get there and you just want football to be there in early August and that's what I was missing it was like my final stage actually there's another stage of then dealing with the other four weeks of preseason but then you could finally get your football back and that's what we missed that's what I at least missed yesterday without the Hall of Fame game it was uh yeah I I was it was it was it was a sad sad day to not have that preseason game all the rest George I'm with you they could do whatever but I missed yesterday's game really did just there hit. was nothing there hey. was nothing to miss and then the the worst part about the Hall of Fame game is that it's so far in front of every other preseason game that <laughs> it, it just it's just horrible it's the only game I cannot time. figure out for I cannot figure out for the life oh. of me why you like you, that game you see Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and you're like oh I haven't seen you guys in like seven months you look great like that's that's how I felt that's how I felt but uh oh well he's George Reister I'm Dan Beyer and I'm alone on this island of missing last night's Hall of Fame game or Thursday night's Hall of Fame game so we're coming to you live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with Geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part figuring out which way is easier coming up next George Reister get him on Twitter at George Reister I'm Dan Beyer Find me at Dan Byer on Fox. We're in for Jason Smith and my karma tonight. You're going to find out how George ticked off an entire country. It's an amazing story. We talk about it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. We're sitting uh, in for Jason and Mike. Glad to have you with us. 
Find George on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. You want to t- tell everybody, George, how you ticked off all of Canada? Taking shots <laughs> at their favorite Dude. point guard? Huh? You, what, what, what? They were... <laughs> They were big mad, dude. Yeah. They were as mad as Canadians get. I So they went on my YouTube channel even and started just leaving comments about Kyle Lowry. So what I, what I said is after the Lakers, after the Raptors beat the Lakers, mind you, I respect Kyle Lowry's game. I think he is. He does all the dirty work, but he's not a superstar. And I tweeted, I said, in the history of the world, has anybody ever uttered the words, Kyle Lowry is my favorite NBA player? And I am convinced the answer is still no, because nobody chooses a top 30 NBA player to be their favorite player that nobody does it you pick lebron you pick ad you pick damian lillard you pick a top 10 player you do not pick kyle lowry you like him on your team because he just won a championship but before that the canadian fans were like ah yeah he chokes in the playoffs i mean like come (laughs) Come on come on now it it can't be the, the the fact that kyle lowry has like double the has been fortunate enough to play in the Eastern the Eastern Conference and has double the amount of all-star appearances as a guy like Damian Lillard is criminal and people and these Canadians who I love because I love the city of Toronto have the audacity to be talking about Hall of Fame with Kyle Lowry it's laughable the the Log jam in the West at guards is, I think, what gets Damian Lillard is because the amount of guys that you would have at that position, and there just aren't that many in the Eastern Conference. But I will say to your point, I I almost think that there's there's a little bit of the Russell Westbrook factor uh, before he uh, obviously was was dealt to Houston was that. With all of the comings and goings of the Raptors, and remember, Kyle Lowry isn't a lifelong Raptor. Like that, that is not the case. But Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan kind of became the Raptors in, in, in the face of it. And then you have Derozan obviously being dealt in the Kawhi deal. So then Kawhi comes in, and, and then he wins a title and leaves. So who's still there? So it's so it's still Kyle Lowry, you know, sticking up for Toronto and sticking up for apparently all of Canada because he went to George's YouTube site and we're trying to trying to crash that. But I can get it. I can understand why the Raptors in Toronto and all of Canada would would fall for a guy like that because you know what? He's been there. He's been with them, and he's still there. Now, how long he's going to be there, I don't know, but I can actually understand why Canada got so mad at you. You were just sour because the Lakers lost. That's that's no, real. that's it, come it, on, George. It is just the it is just the Kyle Lowry love fest that is going on. Okay, consider this: he's a six time NBA All Star team. He's only ever made an All NBA team once. Was like that's how bad the Eastern Conference. <laughs> yes, and it was a third team. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on, man. Hey, like hey. nobody did, did. Does anybody choose a top 30 NBA player, which at one point in time, he was a top 40, top 50, who's not even a lifelong player of that team as their best player? Mm. No, he's just the last man standing on a championship team when in reality, Vince Carter and Chris Bosh have been better Raptors. I'm just going to say this. There was a fan sided article from Raptors rate uh, <laughs> Raptors Rapture com saying in the first line of the article the raptors have a potential future hall of famer on their team right now in kyle lowry uh he's george reister i'm dan byer guess who may want devin booker out of phoenix you'll never guess it we'll tell you next when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 